Today on Broadway for Thursday, October 22nd, 2020, I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Not a ton of news on Wednesday, so I am back in the saddle solo to get you into this Thursday. Before we get into the news, though, a couple of quick things. First off, a bit of a correction and a clarification from yesterday's show. I want to make sure to mention, thank you, April, for your email. On yesterday's show, Matt discussed the reopening of California's theme parks after California set new guidelines for reopening. In the segment, Matt said that would include Disneyland, which is true, but Disneyland's plans are for the far future, not for the near future. Under the new guidelines, large theme parks in the state will be able to open at 25% capacity when their counties reach the lowest tier, yellow, in the color-coded reopening system. Orange County, which is the home to Disneyland, is in the red or substantial tier, so Disneyland will have to wait a minimum of a month to reopen. Unfortunately, some of the estimates to when Orange County will hit that tier for are next summer, so don't run out and get your park passes quite yet. Second, I, of course, have to send you over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash broadwayradio, or if you prefer, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon to back us if you haven't already and are able to do so. All right, let's get into yesterday's top stories. Strangely enough, the biggest two of the day were both regarding longstanding lawsuits. First up, as reported by Michael Paulson at the New York Times, the four-year-old case between insurance company Lloyds of London and the producing team led by Scott Rudin of 2015 Shuffle Along or the making of the musical sensation of 1921 and all that followed has been dropped. According to Paulson last week, the production and Lloyds filed a one-paragraph stipulation in New York State Supreme Court declaring the case, quote, discontinued. For a refresher, the two parties have been fighting since 2016 over whether star Audra McDonald's pregnancy, which was cited as the cause for closing the musical, qualified as an accident or illness for insurance purposes. The production filed suit against Lloyd's, asserting that McDonald's unexpected pregnancy forced an abandonment of the musical, their quote, which closed at a loss. The show had purchased insurance to cover the possibility that McDonald would be unable to perform due to an accident or illness, but Lloyds denied coverage, saying a pregnancy was neither an accident nor an illness. The show claimed it had suffered damages in excess of $12 million, which was its capitalization costs, having closed after 38 previews and 100 regular performances. Good to see what is the best possible outcome at this point and evergreen, but thrilled for Rudin to stop wasting everyone's time. Needless to say, Shuffle Along deserved better than this disgraceful campaign against it. Hopefully, maybe this will eventually lead to us getting a cast recording at some point. Maybe just wishful thinking, but very glad to not have to think about this lawsuit anymore. And I'm sure, I'm sure so is Audrey McDonald.
But in other major lawsuit news, the two-year-old case against the infamous Nerds musical has been dismissed as reported by Broadway Journal. Once called the Fire Festival of Broadway by the Daily Beast, Nerds was supposed to be a musical about tech titans Bill Gates and Steve Jobs that collapsed weeks before its first scheduled preview on Broadway. According to the Journal, a New York State judge dismissed the lawsuit filed by a dozen investors who in early 2016 put over $600,000 into the musical, or almost 10% of the $6.2 million minimum capitalization. Days after receiving the last of the checks, lead producer Carl Levin announced the indefinite postponement of nerds, citing the loss of a major investor. But the other investors alleged in court papers that the unnamed mystery backer never actually existed and that Levin misrepresented and mismanaged the production. Judge Deborah James cited the, quote, business judgment rule in her pretrial decision, which was filed this past Monday, and which protects the decision-making of management or a corporate board from review unless a complaint makes a convincing case that decisions are tainted, such as those involving self-dealing. According to Judge James, the operating agreement gave the producers, quote, broad managerial authority and that the investor's complaint failed to dispel the presumption that the producer's action was taken in good faith in what they thought was the best interest of the venture at the time. Now, on to some other news that happened on Wednesday. Rattlestick Playwrights Theater has announced its fall 2020 virtual lineup and additional programming. The slate will kick off with Dale Orlander Smith's ever-timely Until the Flood, which was filmed at the Off-Broadway venue in 2018. The Neil Keller-directed solo show, based on interviews following the 2014 police shooting of black teenager Michael Brown, streams November 15th. The rest of the slate will include a reading of the Kareem M. Lucas penned and Jared Haynes starred monologue show Baby Steps on November 17th, as well as a reunion with the cast and director of Corey Thomas's Lockdown in partnership with WP Theater on December 3rd through the 7th. Then, beginning December 7th, Rattlestick will present the MTA Radio Plays, a series of 3-10 to minute audio dramas conceived and curated by playwright Rendara Santiago to honor and celebrate the people that keep New York City running. Wrapping up the lineup will be a reading of the Get, colon, A Young Wife's Tale by Liba Weinberg, starring four-time Tony nominee Tova Feldshue. And on December 15th, Rattlestick's melon playwright in residence, Basil Crimandal, will share his writing and speak with other HowlRound playwrights, Madeline George and the aforementioned Thomas, about the playwriting process. Rattlestick will also be continuing its online event series, including Community Conversations and Global Gab, and will also be launching Me and Black Lives Matter, which invites writers up to 21 years old to submit a piece of theatrical writing of three to five minutes in duration. For more information about any of the upcoming programming, visit rattlestick.org.
Over at Williamstown Theater Festival, Dominique Mariso's Paradise Blue has been added to the company's audible season. The work will replace Cult of Love due to scheduling conflicts and will be directed by Ruben Santiago Hudson and stars Andre Holland, Crystalyn Lloyd, Simone Mysick, Keith Randolph-Smith, and Blair Underwood. Release dates were also revealed for the previously announced A Streetcar Named Desire, starring Audra McDonald and directed by Robert O'Hara, which will take place on December 3rd. Also, Photograph 51, starring Anna Chlumsky, will take place on December 10th, Stacey Osai-Kafour's Animals on December 17th, and Shakina Nafak's Chonbury International Hotel and Butterfly Club on December 29th. In addition, Williamstown announced the cast of its audio musical Row, which includes Kirsten Anderson, John Ellison Conley, Grace McLean, Catherine O'Rourke, and more. Release dates for Paradise Blue, Row, and the previously announced Wish You Were Here, announced with casting for the latter, will be announced soon. And finally, Tony winner Sean's 2020 nominee Daniel J. Watts, Broadway producer Brian Moreland, and more have been tapped to speak at the upcoming TEDx Broadway Virtual Summit on November 17th. Says co-founder Jim McCarthy, quote, If ever there was a time we needed to come together to share ideas and insights on what the best Broadway can be, it's now. We're more keenly aware of the urgency of our mission than ever. This year's speakers are exactly the voices we need to hear to steer the industry we love and embolden the entire Broadway ecosystem. Also on the slate to appear are Brooke Barish of Ernest Windsor Cleaners, designer David Gallo, house urban founder Hassan Saeed, creative director Stephanie Riggs, Baltimore Center Stage artistic director Stephanie Ibarra, and co-lab theater group's Becky Leifman. The event will also spotlight community organizations including Broadway Advocacy Coalition, Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS, The Actors Fund, and Be an Arts Hero. The virtual summit will be held on the 17th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. You can get tickets by visiting StellarTickets.com. A few recommendations today, including one to watch out for later today. First up, Hamilton is at it again in an effort to get out the vote. The musical has released a new video of various Skylar sisters from the Broadway and National Tours, including Ashley De La Rosa, Taylor Amon Jones, Sabrina Sloan, and more singing What Else? The Skylar sisters give those talented ladies a listen and obviously get ready to vote. And then And here I am back on my first solo show post-surgery, so I am legally obligated to bring up Steven Sondheim. Thankfully, Jason Alexander recently chatted with Seth Meyers on Late Night about his upcoming film, Faith-Based. And Seth, taking one for the team and getting those Ashley viewership numbers up, asked him about his experience of working with Sondheim and Hal Prince, or as Jason calls them in the interview, Christ and Moses, in Mary we roll along. He tells a great story about just trying to start up small talk to build a bond with Sondheim and getting absolutely shut down trying to talk about a little night music. 
how every conversation he had with him was an uphill battle to impress him. Just deeply relatable stuff, so be sure to check that out. And finally, a one-two punch. First over at Variety Fair, there was a piece on Ariana DeBose written by Britt Hennemuth where they discuss West Side Story, Hamilton, of course, and The Prom. Now, doubly worth mentioning because also on Wednesday, The Prom dropped a very short teaser with some quick shots to announce that later today on Thursday, a teaser trailer for the upcoming movie musical will be coming out. I am excited, truly. My opinions are well known at this point on some of the casting, especially James Corden, but my opinions on how much I love this show are also well known, and I'm deeply rooting for the musical to be good. I also may or may not have some work in progress on the various subjects, so I think I have to stay optimistic at this point. (laughs) But keep an eye out for that trailer. I'm sure Alicia and I will discuss it on tomorrow's show. In the meanwhile, everything I have mentioned on today's show will be in today's show notes for you to check out. All right, that is all we have for you today. So thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And if you are willing, able, and so inclined, you can back us on Patreon at patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at no, this is Ashley. Another reminder that this coming Sunday, the boys of this week on Broadway will be joined by the great and the good James Monroe Iglehart. You can get in on that conversation and be part of the live recording by joining the aforementioned Patreon. Have a great Thursday, everybody, and Alicia and I will be back to talk with you tomorrow. Tomorrow.